Welcome to Real Authors in Real Time podcast, where we explore the world of writing, publishing, and book promotion. Your host, Carmen Renee Berry, co-founder of Berry Powell Press, is a New York Times best-selling author and has been on Oprah and featured in Newsweek. She helps aspiring authors create top-quality books that transform lives. Join Carmen and her guests as they share insights and experiences in publishing and learn how to bring your message to the world. And now, Carmen. I am so excited today to be talking with Dr. Janine McConaughey about her book, Trauma in the Pews. Now, it is our first book to publish for Janine for Barry Powell Press, but it is her fourth book. Janine retired about 10 years ago, and a lot of times when people retire, they go, oh, I'm finally going to write those books or that book, that novel I wanted to. But Janine didn't exactly take that route. Her life turned upside down after she retired, and I'd like her to tell us how she got into writing after all. Well, I'm excited to be here today, and I appreciate this conversation, and I appreciate there's so many people who have become acquainted with Trauma in the Pews, and they don't even realize that I wrote three books before that. And so this gives me a chance to talk about that. Um, I, uh, I retired, but actually it was necessary for me to retire because um, the impact of my childhood trauma just overwhelmed me. And I struggled through the last year while in therapy and um, spent two more years in intensive therapy to heal um, the impact of the trauma, which began at the age of three in a home daycare and then continued until I was 23, because once you're vulnerable, you're very vulnerable. And that's what I was. So in order to live the life I wanted to live, I just buried it, uh, which is not a good plan because when it surfaced at the age of 61, um, it was very, very, very arduous to heal at that point. So, uh, but I healed through writing and uh, my poor therapist, bless her heart. I mean, she would just, she got reams of my process writing and she read and she's, as she was reading, she said, you know, you have a way of expressing emotions that that uh is really unusual and really you should I, you should and she just encouraged me and encouraged me i took a writing class and then in that writing class um i began to write the brave the first book which was brave which was my story of healing and then the second book um, was basically um, helping children heal children and adults to heal but um, understanding childhood behaviors caused by the impact of trauma and then i wrote the third book which was um, a brave life which details my adult life and my faith journey and then um that is just a trio and they're all very much alike and they're very much um very much my creative storytelling mixed with my story so that was how i came to the first three books so the first three were more like memoirs yes i I call them educational memoirs because there's so much that i teach in them so it's not just my story because i'm teaching about trauma and attachment and the healing process so i I don't know if that's an actual, it's not a genre, but I'm going to create it anyway. So, <laughs> Well, you have created quite a few things in your life. You've been outside the box for a long time. Um, so when you're writing a memoir, Janine style, you 
are focusing on people who have experienced trauma. But trauma in the pews has a different audience. How would you describe that audience? Well, you're right in that when I healed, when I I began to understand healing and began to heal, then I wanted to make an impact in telling other people they could heal too. So yes, my first three books are written specifically to survivors. But then I realized, and partially through my work um, with the Attachment and Trauma Network, where I'm president of the board, I learned that just like children who've been impacted by trauma, their parents can understand. And the, the people the therapists and the people um, who are working with them can understand, but they go to school and the teachers may not understand how to work with them. And I felt the same way about the church, that I could help survivors, but if they walk back into the church and the church unintentionally or intentionally continued to traumatize them, to add layers of trauma, then that wasn't. So I needed to explain it to ministry leaders, and that's what trauma in the pews is. So Trauma in the Pews has a different audience, which makes uh, a book written differently. You're talking to a different audience, and that affects what kind of book you write. And it also changes the genre. How do you envision the Trauma in the Pews being different? You're talking to ministry leaders. Um, How does that make the writing different? What I had to do was change my focus from talking to survivors and I had to change my focus to talking to ministry leaders. But it was important that I also uh, honor the survivors at the same time, because a lot of times when books are written to leaders, clinicians, so forth, the survivors just feel talked about. And uh, and so I, I did that by incorporating stories into the book. I was talking about my friends. I wasn't talking about my clients. I wasn't talking about those people. And so I honored the survivors at the same time that I talked to ministry leaders. Well, as a book coach, it's really important for an author to pick one audience. And it's not our instincts. We naturally want to talk to as many people as we can. And so for a book that's well-written, what Janine's describing is really an author skill that needs to be developed, and she's done it incredibly well. She's honored the survivors, but she's speaking to the ministers, and it's not an angry book. And I think that people are expecting it uh, to be a book that just blames the church. Why is it that you took a more loving and compassionate tone? I think that when I published it and people began to see the title, there were a lot of people that thought I was going to talk about the abuse, um, religious abuse within the church, which I do not deny. I do not discount. I sit with people who have been harmed in the church and I have been harmed in the church. But I didn't feel like it was going to be productive to bash the very people. And one of my committee members for my dissertation um, said to me, I'd written something very angry. And he said, you don't want to make enemies of the people you're trying to help. And probably the best advice I've ever gotten. And I just kind of kept it on my shoulder. And also my dad was a pastor, an amazing man. And my um, my son is a pastor. My my daughter-in-law is a pastor. I, I my uncle was a pastor. So to bash the church would be to bash the very people who are trying to do the right thing, are trying to help people. They just need more information. They don't understand trauma. 
So I have a question about why did you decide to write about the most painful things in your life? How did that become your message? Well, that's an interesting question. I think that I, I first wrote, especially in my first book, Brave, I wrote because that's the way God created me to process. I had to get it out and it came out through my fingers on the keyboard. And so I think it depends on the bent you were created to be. I, I mean, I understand now I was born to be an author. I, I kind of understood that as a child, I wanted to be an author. But I think that, um, that I wrote, I wrote because writing is healing for me. You can't um, author a book and not grow up in the process. <laughs> That's right. Writing a book will change you. You know, we don't we don't put that in our marketing <laughs> materials. But if you want to be transformed, write a book. Um, and also, you know, therapy therapists often use journaling and writing to help clients, and so it's a natural for people to put their experiences into words and then their words onto the page. It's something that a lot of people have gone through therapy or recovery that has used. You just took it a step further and put it into book form. How did you decide which stories to tell about yourself? Um, that's a, a journey in and of itself. Uh, because as you're healing, you have to figure out how to honor yourself. So um, there are moments where you overtell. There are moments where you are silenced. So that's part of the journey. Um, I do not name any names of abusers. And I did that specifically because um, this book is not about them. And I honor people who, for the safety of other people, name their abusers and uh, take them to court if necessary, whatever needs to be done to stop the abuse. But that just wasn't true in my case. So I knew that there were parts of my story that I would probably never tell because they're too revealing. And I, have, I still make decisions about that all the time. But then I also, um, there are parts of my story that are just so sacred that I honor them. There are parts of my story that um, my my brothers, I have two brothers, and they have been so supportive of me. And I wanted to honor my family and my writing and their ministry and so forth. So there's a lot that goes into deciding what you are going to include and what you are not going to include. And uh, I actually wrote a blog for the Attachment and Trauma Network one time because a lot of people did want to tell their stories. And I think that do no harm sits on my other shoulder, right? Don't make them angry and do no harm. So those are to my two guiding principles as I write. I think that's excellent. It includes no harm to myself, right? There's, there's no need for me to just, just go out there and make everybody angry with me or make everybody, there's no need to do that. There's no need to be graphic. There's no need. There's just and so much is not necessary in order to help the world. Yeah. Sometimes I don't want to read certain books because I think I'm going to be re-traumatized, right? Somebody's going to tell me all the horrible things that happened to them. And then I, I feel, oh, you kind of go through that journey with them. But Another issue I think that authors have is, shouldn't I tell everything if I'm going to be truthful and authentic? And that is fine for your therapy. 
but you're creating a product that you're going to be selling on the market, and it's not meant to be your therapy per se. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think that um, I had to distinguish between being silenced and being silent. And 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 during the healing process, I. I, of course, had been silenced my entire life. And so telling my story was a part of my process of no longer being silenced. And so um, it was very important for me to do that because everyone understood my life story as something completely different than what it actually was. And I didn't want to live with that kind of mask I had created any longer. So not being silent was important. But um, then on the other side of that, hiding and keeping my secrets close are not the same thing. So in order to honor myself, it's not necessary to tell everything. I get to choose, <laughs> right? That's very empowering to write your own book and say, I get to choose what I'm going to say and what I'm not going to say in my own book. And uh, I tend to be this really open person and everybody thinks, oh, we know everything about Janine. She just says everything and that is absolutely not true. But I think at the same time, the vulnerability that I choose to do is what helps people to feel comfortable with me and, and, and able to read my books. So, um, it's, it's, a it, you just have to find that line right down the middle of too much information and too little information. Well, I really like the way you say you were, had been silenced, but now you get to decide what you're going to tell. Um, I've written, uh, books about my own, journey in recovery, but I've never explained what happened to me. That's something I share with people who are close to me. And and it's not necessary to have a powerful book. It depends on what you need, you know, what the author needs to say and how how you can connect and create rapport with the audience. And I think you've just done an incredible job of that balance because you've revealed more than I've been willing to. Uh, and yet you've done it in a way that is not re-traumatizing and it's empowering to the reader. It's, it's really a remarkable book. Yeah. And I want to say that one of the criteria was I'm trying to destigmatize the impact of trauma and I'm trying to help people feel validated, help people to feel, oh, especially in trauma in the pews, I, I want people to understand that the impact of trauma is not a spiritual problem. That's one of my main themes throughout the book. And in order to do that, I have to explain how it impacted me. So um, silence was hard. Um, scripture was triggering. You know, I, I explain a lot of those things because because I want people to feel less alone. I, I want them to not be sitting there feeling like they're the only person who who experiences that. And in order to do that, you have you have to talk about your story some. So what exactly do you mean by it's not a spiritual problem? Thank you for asking that question. 
I think that I have to go back to the day when I began to understand um, the ACES study, which is the Adverse Childhood Experiences Study, which was conducted by the CDC and um, Kaiser Permanente in the 1990s. And what they found was they created a survey with a list of 10 items. Did these things happen? These traumatic events, did they happen to you before you were 18? And this is a deep, deep, important part of the book to understand this. So I'm glad that we're talking about it because what happened was they connected um, a propensity with the increased number of ACEs, as they called them, the the incidents that happened with many of the health issues that people were having as adults. And as part of that, they did some behavioral health issues, which were also physical health issues, such as smoking, alcoholism, um, promiscuity. They ended out in the behavior side of it. Um, Suicide was on that list. And so the more adverse childhood experience you have, the more likely you are to experience those things that it's not predictive to experience. So um, as I was looking at that one day, I realized that they were all ways that, that people are trying to soothe themselves. They're trying to find calmness. They're trying to find an answer. But that the, the church has called the, all of those things sin. And that basically we're calling the ways that people have found without any support generally, because that is inherent in trauma that they have found to try to take care of themselves, not healthy, not the best choices, but they have chosen those methods in order to feel better, to deal with the turmoil inside of them. And a lot of times that turmoil in in churches has been mistaken for conviction, when in reality, it's just a turmoil. So I, I realized in this journey that I could explain a lot of my internal symptoms with a description of PTSD, which I never came across. So that I, in a way that I could understand that. So when I wrote the third book, one of my South African readers wrote me back because it was my faith journey. And I did explain some of this in there, but as a memoir, she wrote back and said, no one ever told me it wasn't a spiritual problem. And so that led me that oh, survivors can understand this and be compassionate for themselves, but I need ministry leaders to understand this. Well, I would like to wrap up today with uh, asking you to give advice to somebody who has gone through a traumatic experience that might want to write about it. What is one of the many things you've learned in this process that you think would be helpful to somebody who's just starting out? I think the main thing I would say is you just need to this is, a, this is not the fine, fine word, but you just need to puke it out. You you just need to just start writing and let yourself write whatever it is. Be be ugly, be angry, and and to not think about your audience when you're writing that first draft. You just need to get it out of you, and then when you get to the end of that, then you can say now. Now, what parts of this are the parts that I want to say to other people? What was about me? So I always go through a process when I write a book. I write a chapter and I just, I let myself go at it. And then I go back to the chapter and I can see where the difference between when I'm writing to my audience and when I'm processing my own pain. And then I remove the processing my own pain and I end out with the book. But to prevent yourself from doing that is 
you're blocking the emotions. It will affect all of your writing if you block your emotions by not getting that out of your system. When I was in therapy, my therapist would read some of them and she would say to me, you're removing the emotions from your writing. And then I would say, yes, I was. I was blocking them because now I'm trying to write a book for other people and I don't need to be emotional, right? So that's part of the process is to get those emotions in there and the book will be a better book because you do. So Janine, tell us how we can get in touch with you or buy your book. So my books are available on Amazon and other places. And also... Uh, you can find that information at my website, which is janine.org. And you have to spell Janine, J-A-N-Y-N-E, dot org. And you can find links and find the books that way. I also am doing a, a book study and a uh, six-week book study. And you can find information about joining that also uh, at my website. There's a link at the very top of the homepage. So um, I'm on social media all over the place. And if you get Janine spelled right, you'll probably come up with me. So thank you so much, Janine, for sharing your process with us. And I look forward to seeing the first draft of your next book. Yes, <laughs> which we're so going to be working on and publishing together. Why? <laughs> and I just want to say I, right here at the end that I have appreciated you and all of Barry Pal Press, and this book would not would not be the book it is without your help, because I had to do a lot of changing my audience, changing the type of book it was. And I feel like, I feel like I've gone to school all over again and um, am a much better author because of it. So thank you. And I've appreciated this conversation today. Thank you, Janine, for sharing with us. We really appreciate it. And for our listeners, see you next time. If you like our program, send us a comment and visit us online at barrypowellpress.com.